Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. What do you think? Should I just say that? I should probably like stick to one thing. This is the story of my writing life that I don't stick to one thing. Today is Tuesday, May 17th. Outside again, beautiful morning. Running a little bit later this morning because the man suggested a walk. Then we took a walk. It was lovely. He needs to exercise more. So I was like, yeah, I'll take a walk with you. I was seeing what you can see of my gardening stuff there. I've got a little bit nicer background now. See, I've got my moved my plants outside. I don't think I mentioned that yesterday because I sort of got off on this whole rant about details. Detail schmetails, right? Um, yeah, so I I finally moved all the plants outside, decided that the terrible winds were done with, and so it was time to do that. I think I also didn't mention that we had a really nice time on Sunday because I wanted to go to the nursery to get a few more plants. I got that nice orange poppy. See that? Not pretty. I got a pink poppy too. For some reason, I have trouble growing poppies here. I don't know why. I don't know if it's too dry. They don't overwinter. I've also realized belatedly because I do not keep a chart spreadsheet of my garden, Alexia. <laughs> do people really do that? I, I am not. See, okay, tangent. But, and I've mentioned this before that my friend telling me many years ago that she had read that people who have uber organized lives tend to have very messy gardens and people with messier lives have very organized gardens. I am the first. She told me about it because she was so incredibly amused that this was like me in a nutshell because it's like, yes, and I've always been this way. I'm the meticulous volcano, right? Leo Virgo cusp. And my life is very calm and neat and ritualized and organized. I like it that way. I like it peaceful, no drama, no, um, no, it's best I can do it. No unexpected things. Uh, but my garden is chaos, which I like it that way. And she was so amused that this is like exactly who I am. I like the absolute, uh, you put my picture next to it. So anyway, I was realizing as I was planting some new stuff that none of my echinacea overwinter, I have planted, I got really serious about it. And I think maybe I didn't notice last year. Maybe I forgot. I can't remember which year it was, but I've planted, I bet two dozen echinacea, purple comb flower, various stages, bare root, full plant, none of them over winter. So I don't know. Our winters are very dry. So maybe they dry out too much. Maybe they get munched by the gophers. You know, and people laugh when I say, I don't know how to categorize my podcast. Is it a fitness podcast? Is it a writing podcast? Is it a gardening podcast? I don't know. 
that was funny. Like a little rock dropped or something. Ghosts. I had a dream the other night that I attended my own funeral. You guys ever had that kind of dream? First time I've ever had it. It was funny because I was with my friends and I was going to something else or thought I was going to something else. And we were going to this huge auditorium and there were all of these people here and they had my picture up on, you know, like the poster on the easel, like they do for memorial services and stuff. And, um, like little, you know, the little pamphlets that they give out at funerals. And there were a lot of people there. I mean, it was a big auditorium and I was like, why are there so many people here at my funeral? And I don't know most of them. What does it mean? It was just really kind of funny. And it was, I wasn't sad. I, in fact, I kept thinking they're all going to be really surprised when they find out I'm not dead. <laughs> so So that was a tangent and I shouldn't have gone on the tangent because now I've forgotten what I was going to say. Not knowing how to categorize my podcast. What did I start out with? Sorry, you guys. It's like the final two weeks of finishing the book plus the Nebula conference. What brilliant timing on my part. And by this, I mean, it was not brilliant timing. I did okay yesterday. I didn't get 3000 words, but I got enough to keep on track and I've got 80,000 words, 80,400. So I'm getting close. Um, especially since I figure in the neighborhood of, um, eight to 10,000 are going to be my four epilogues. Dang, I could wish I remember what I was starting out to say. Going to the garden center. We had fun. (sighs) Who knows? But anyway, it was fun going to the garden center. And it was fun that David went with me. He doesn't always feel like going out and doing stuff, but he felt like doing that. And then we went to Whole Foods, something else we never do, because we wanted to look for some good fresh fish. And Sunday morning is a really time, good time to go shopping at Whole Foods. And yes, it was expensive, even with the prime discount. But uh, we did get some really good fresh fish and fresh cherries. There was a lady ahead of me in line who had gotten the same cherries we had. These the first cherries that we've seen this season. And we'd gotten two bags of it uh, without looking at the price. And it turned out they were like $15 a bag. Uh, eight dollars a pound, seven forty nine a pound, uh, and two pounds in a bag. So yeah, those were expensive cherries. But the lady in line ahead of me was questioning how much she'd been charged for the cherries, and they said, "Oh, but they're seven ninety nine a pound." And she said, "No, they're supposed to be seven forty nine a f- pound." And she whipped out her phone and she was showing the ad. And I'll tell you what, this kerfuffle took a long time to settle. (laughs) And I mean, we were good. It was gorgeous day. We were having fun out 
doing our Sunday shopping and she kept apologizing to me. And I was like, no, no worries at all. I said, we bought some too. So you're you know, doing a service for me. And uh, I said, it drives me crazy when it's a different price on the bin versus at the register or in an ad, you know, because I think a lot of people don't pay attention. So we did that and then David suggested we'd go out to breakfast. So we went out to breakfast and that was lovely too. And then I came back and planted my plants and that was fun. So yeah, I think, um, I started into that whole chaos. Oh, I guess the whole point was that I, I don't know what happened to the echinacea. Things just don't come back. And then I forget about them until like years later when I'm like, huh, wonder what happened to my whole plan to plant a bunch of echinacea and make more echinacea tincture. So this time I am, I was complaining to David when we were at the nursery that I couldn't, um, couldn't seem to get poppies to grow here. And he said, why not? They should, you grew them in Laramie. And I'm like, I know, I don't know what it is, you know, and maybe our son's too intense. I don't know. And he said, well, maybe you should try planting them in a different place. And (laughs) which was sort of like, oh, well, golly gee whiz, maybe I will do that because there's this one part of the garden that is a little bit of a barren wasteland. It's very sandy there. It's, I don't know. I I'm not sure why, but things do not thrive there. And I keep planting new stuff there because it is the barren wasteland. But now I'm realizing that I'm also maybe dooming things to die. So I planted the poppies over here to see if I could get them to grow. I had to move the computer a little bit because the sun is coming. So, um, what else do I have to say? I know I was thinking about things and I was going to write them down and then I did not being bad and wrong. I think I'm going to scoot over here so I'm not leaning. Okay. That's better. It's oops. I have to do this angle a little bit there. Uh, the sunshine angle this time of day. So nicer view for me, not so nice for you if you're on video, which I don't, you know, I don't look at my stats much, but that's a whole nother, whole nother discussion. So let's see. Yeah. I've just been thinking hard about the book, how to finish the book. Um, and reading still doing this read of this series and picking up these other novellas and something that I am considering doing is, and I had this long conversation with grace on Saturday because I think she should consider doing it too. But a lot of people have asked me about writing from Rafe's point of view from the Mark of the Tala. And he is the only one that I've never really written. Well, there's a couple I haven't written from Rafe's point of view. I've not written from Marshall's point of view. 
Zier's point of view, Kareen or Crawl, um, would be hard to write from Crawl's point of view. But I had always thought with the 12 Kingdoms books that, especially when I was younger and more idealistic than I am now, that I would eventually get my HBO miniseries, but that series this is what we all think, right? And I thought that when I got my HBO miniseries for the 12 kingdoms, one of the things I would do is I would go in and I would write the intervening storylines, like what was going on with the people who are not on the page. Since those books are written from first person point of view of whoever's book it is. So like the first book, it's all from Andy's point of view. And, but there are other things going on, uh, you know, because that's one thing about first person point of view. It's uh, I love first person point of view because it's very intimate, but also it imposes a certain kind of discipline because the story can only take place where the first person narrator is observing. So you only know what they hear about. So there are all these other things going on uh, in other parts of, you know, the world, other characters and so forth that Andy only learns about, right? We only know about it because she learns about it. And so I had always thought, you know, it'd be really cool to write these other storylines and that I would do that. I wasn't planning to be the screenwriter, but I thought I'd write these other storylines. I mean, it still could happen. You know, people get these shows or that, um, you know, like Patricia Briggs is getting uh, a show for Mercy Thompson. And when did those books come out? <laughs> so sorry about that. It wasn't letting me pause. So the first book in the Mercy Thompson series is Moon Called, and that came out in 2006. You know, so 16 years, she's just now getting her series. So anyway, I was thinking recently, why wait? Although it's not like I'm running out of stuff to write, but would it be interesting to rewrite those first three 12 kingdoms books at least from the hero's point of view? I know this is kind of in vogue right now, but partly because it's in vogue, it's um it's an interesting way to regenerate interest in a series i think and i'm observing my own reader behavior with going through this series which you guys could totally guess what it is at this point um but i'm not going to confirm nor deny since i've been complaining about it i also love it i mean that's the thing is i really love this series and so it's been educational to go back and reread and I know something I was going to say earlier because yesterday I was talking about how I thought that I had not finished that, um, whatever it was, book five. And now I'm on book six, something like that. Uh, I, I have totally, I thought maybe I would have to buy book six cause I thought I fell off the series, but I had book six on my Kindle and, and it's familiar. So it's like, did I just like not finish book five and skip to book six or what it's before I was tracking which books I read. So now I'm just really curious what went on, but I didn't remember easily the second half of that book five. So I don't know what I did. 
<clears throat> so anyway, I am um, <laughs> starting to think about other things and I can't do that not and talk at the same time. I'm thinking about that it could be fun and interesting to redo at least rewrite Mark of the Tala from Rafe's point of view. Uh, because what I'm doing with this series is like I said I'm going back and I'm buying the novellas I didn't get and I'm probably going to buy whichever book we'll find out where did I fall off this series for real because I'll probably end up buying the rest of the books. Um, and it has been a great way to get me thinking about this series again. So I think that there's something to be said for that. Um, there are readers who will say that it's a cop out. Uh, and yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's also like a good way to pay the mortgage and also provide fan service because I know people <laughs> ask me about Rafe's point of view all the time. I don't get it so much for the others other than my assistant Kareen campaigning for Zeer's point of view. And I don't know Kareen would you be happy if I rewrote um what is it the arrows of the heart if I rewrote that from Zeer's point of view or does it feel like too much the same story. She wants her Zeer novella. She wants um she just wants Zeer. That's all there is to it. <laughs> but you know I did those novellas from Ash's point of view and Harlan's point of view and am I forgetting any? I don't know. See that's the thing you start to forget your own books too. Anyway it's not like I'm running out of stuff to do but um I think that that could be fun. Um, so what else? I told you gray magic's out in audiobook. I told you that Sorcerer's Moons is on KU with the new covers. I told you that that I'm getting new covers for Covenant of Thorns that we're very excited. Oh and I was going to follow up on this because I had a conversation with Kareen assistant Kareen who has read all my books which is one of her wonderful qualities. I talked to her about deleting that scene that I've been talking about in rogues pawn in covenant of thorns and she agreed it should be deleted. She said that yeah she thought it didn't match the tone of the rest of the book. So there we are. Um and and Megan Santa Deutsch who listens in comments sometimes said made a very good point that just because Jim and I would go back and look to see what had been changed does not mean that the normal reader will do that. <laughs> I fully am aware that I am not a normal reader. <sighs> if I ever was I stopped a long time ago. Being a writer reader is different. Reading with that editor bring analytical bring. So I am going to delete that scene and then I it was funny because Karina and I were chatting like on Google chat and I said well if anything occurs to you in the other books that should be changed um, let me know and she's like well actually there is something <laughs> and it was something that had never occurred to me that um, that she thought I needed to clarify and clean up and I was like oh all right opinions. So any of you out there 
who loved Covenant of Thorns. Um, if you think that there's stuff that needs to be tweaked or clarified, etc., here's your chance. And, um, and thank you all for the advice that you have been passing along and I appreciate the support. And on that note, I'm going to go get to work and I will talk to you all on Thursday. You all take care. Bye-bye.